0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of the Fox Nomad podcast. I'm your host, Fox Nomad Anul Polat. Welcome to this, which is the last episode of the year. Yep, we've got two Fridays coming up, two holidays coming up. So there are going to be no episodes until the beginning of January. So hopefully you you can take some time off or at least have a great new year. I hope that you enjoy sort of this end of the year, which has been kind of a weird one, especially... For someone who's so involved in travel, it has been a weird one, and all of those travel-related delays have affected tech as well, so we're going to talk about that. What I wanted to do on today's podcast is really just take a look back at the past year of the podcast. We've done a lot of episodes. I don't know off the top of my head how many episodes we've done, but every other week, a couple of bonus episodes in there, 52 weeks in a year, probably you know done about 30 episodes. So we wanted to Sort of recap, some of my favorites, some of my top lists, and uh, with that, we're going to get started. And oh, just to mention, right after this, I'm going to be wrapping up my script, which I'm working on for the M1 Pro review. So I've got a 16-inch M1 Pro, which I'm recording and editing this on right now. And I've got a script coming out, basically a script, I've got a video coming out of scripting. Uh, and it's going to be a long one. It's going to dive into all of the, the, the technical details of M1, the M1 Pro, of the M1 Max, and just talk about why this is such a huge change for Apple and what it's like actually using this machine on a daily basis. I have some likes, I have some dislikes, and this computer isn't for everyone. So if you've been interested about that, hopefully you check that out on the channel. So we have got some other videos coming out. I just did one about something you should do every time you close your laptop lid, whether it's a MacBook or not, should check out that video. It's it's something that will save you thousands of dollars in the long run of your laptop. So very simple thing you can do. Just got to remember to do it every time you close your lid. YouTube, Fox Nomad, you'll find it. But now let's jump into this year end of the Fox Nomad podcast. So I want to start out with some memorable interviews. So I want to start out with some memorable interviews, go into some top episodes of the year, some of my Favorite trips and some of my favorite tech of the year. So, talking about memorable interviews, I want to talk about my interview with Dr. Daniel Lieberman. That's the first one that comes to mind, and he's really sort of changed how I think about movement. And he's the author of "Exercised: Why It Is Some Exercised Why Something We Never Evolved to Do Is Healthy," and he is also a a professor at Harvard University where he discusses human evolutionary biology and talks about what we're getting wrong about sitting and movement and comparing how we move as I guess people in the I want to say modern world or or the the city life people versus hunter-gatherers and what the differences are and it's a really fascinating book it was a really fascinating discussion I, I wish I had more time to talk to him and ask him more questions some of the the things that we talked about really surprised me like you know hunter gatherers don't actually move that much more th- than we think they're actually not moving so much more than we do but they tend to be a lot stronger and a lot faster which is really interesting so things like you know he talks about in the book like grip strength things like you know, being able to run certain distances, they carry those over a lot later in life, and then when they when they die, you know, in their seventies, their health just sort of deteriorates very quickly in a couple of weeks, and boom, they're gone. So they tend to hold their their strength and their stamina much longer than most of us do, who you know sit in desks and things like that. It was really interesting. It will really get you to think about moving more and how you move and how you sit it's not just sit eight hours and then go for a run that yeah that's better than doing nothing but there are better ways to sort of incorporate movement into your daily life that can really benefit your health and your basically your quality of life throughout life and it actually ties into one of my favorite pieces of tech of the year which i'll get to in a little bit but if you haven't heard that interview with dr lieberman highly recommend it it was really fascinating combines two of the things i love you know, I, I exercise in anthropology and human evolutionary biology. Two things which you've noticed that we've had a lot of anthropologists on this show. There's a reason for that. I find it absolutely fascinating. Speaking of anthropologists, I want to talk about Dr. Stuster. So, Dr. Stuster is another guest that we had on the podcast. He is a space anthropologist. Yes, that is a thing. He is a space anthropologist. He has consulted NASA, he has consulted the u.s army he has consulted the air force all kinds of he's done work in the private sector and he's just done so many really fascinating things over his career basically how he got to be a space anthropologist which is a thing that did not exist he basically created he basically created it is a fascinating story he talks about his sort of life path to getting there but once we're there it's just amazing when you think about sort of the the impact that that someone who studies human beings and human culture can have on technology and engineering so for example uh, one of the things that sticks out is the international space station you may have seen this sort of image of a great big rounded window looking down on earth well that's because that's there because of dr stuster's recommendation have these a large common area where they would have large access to windows and to being able to see the earth that's to help not only get great selfies and great photos but it's also good for how human beings interact in close spaces it's good for their mental health all of these things have been studied it's just a really fascinating sort of exploration of we are you know we're, ba- we're great apes we evolved, you know, in the savannas of Africa and now we're floating in space. There's some things that we evolved to do that don't fit well with, you know, sitting at a desk for like eight hours a day, for example, in a chair or floating in a space station. All these things have been combined by Dr. Stuster. It was a really a fascinating conversation. And a lot of it actually didn't make the show. We talked a lot before and after the, the show and, and he's just a really awesome dude. Uh, I, I highly recommend you check out that episode. It was one of my favorite sort of interactions. And and all of these, really all of these guests, in case you're wondering, most of the guests, you know, I don't know beforehand. You know, a lot of these, the, the, the professors and, and these people in different fields, I speak to for the very first time for a couple of minutes before we start recording. Um, I stopped having longer discussions with people before recording. Because what would often happen is we would begin to talk and then we would get into this great conversation. And I'd be like, whoa, wait, 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 I got to hit record, hit record, and then try to go back and record the conversation. And then you kind of lose the flow that you had. So now what I do is basically I have a guest on. I ask them some, here's some behind the scenes in your year end recap. A couple of questions, you know, just a couple of niceties thank them for being on the podcast let them know how the podcast is going to work how it breaks down Just a couple of basic things that we've already you know discussed previously through through email usually and then i say do you have any questions I, i'm going to hit record and i'm going to hit record right now because i don't want us to get into a conversation and then have to to backtrack and usually people are great and then we You know, a lot of people, for example, Dr. Lieberman and Dr. Suster had been on many podcasts and interviews and television and all of that. So they're kind of familiar with the flow. Some people are uh, a little less familiar. The ones who are familiar will just, they get that and they're like, all right, record, boom, we go. People haven't done it before. Usually that takes a little more explanation and then we'll hit record and then we'll get started. But you know, either way, that's how it kind of, that's how it kind of works. And we just roll into the conversation. I, you know, I do obviously research on the people before they're on the podcast, but as far as, you know, what they're like as a, as a person, uh, what they'll be like to interact with, how they and I will interact, you never know. But uh, I've been so fortunate to get along with so many great guests and have so many great guests on on the podcast. And Dr. Stuster Lieberman are, are one of them. And I don't, I really honestly don't think there's been a, Bad interview. I haven't had somebody who's been difficult or, or not enjoyable to talk to. These are just some of my favorites that that stand out from the year. So one more I want to give you is I want to talk about um, one other. I'm trying to look for it now. I have my my list in front of me. This is the the third one I want to share with you. This is the science of depression with author and Air Force Major, major General Sarah Zabel. So. This was an interesting one for me because uh, General Zabel is someone who has a background in cybersecurity. So that's interesting to me because we, we sort of share that in common. And when she left her career in the military, she began writing about depression. She wanted to understand depression. I think that's something that we can all really understand after two years now in a pandemic. It was really just just a fascinating discussion from a sort of scientific point of view which is kind of how i break things down i imagine a lot of you also think in a similar might think in a similar way sort of an engineering based sort of a fact-based sort of science-based breaking down of things to understand them better at least that's how my mind works and i really wanted to sort of get to the root of what science uh, sorry what, what depression is doing in the brain and uh Sarah was absolutely great at explaining that and and answering my silly questions about it, and then the more serious questions we talk about depression and suicide and what that does in the brain, and also how we can combat that, what are proven techniques that work, what doesn't work, and obviously, we talk about the pandemic and sort of what that's impact that's had on all of our mental health. One of my favorite interviews of the of the of the past year is just one of my favorites. So, uh, and a couple of episodes and we talk back about, you know, sort of my favorite episodes. Those are my sort of memorable interviews. I won't say my favorites, but I'll just say memorable because really to pick and choose interviews is hard. I I think I do have one favorite just because I think it's a sort of special episode. But if I'm talking about other episodes that I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the back from hiatus, just talking about. Uh, that episode coming back from hiatus in september because i had actually done some travel that was fun to recap it was fun to recap what it was like flying internationally during a pandemic getting you know uh, cotton swabs stuck up my nose multiple times that was kind of fun to recap it was kind of fun to be able to travel tell travel stories again so that that sort of one where we didn't have a guest um, but it was fun to to recap now after the break we're gonna get into some more interviews we're going to get into the top podcast episodes the top three podcast episodes of the year i'm wondering if you can guess what those are i'm going to find out just in a moment all right we are back and did you have time to think about the top three episodes it's been a long year so when there have been a lot of episodes So maybe you don't have them off the top of your head but i think if you're familiar with the podcast by now i think you have a pretty good guess At which one is going to be the top episode because it is one that I've gotten a lot of feedback on. It is one that is very popular that has sort of, you know, made the rounds multiple times. And it is my interview with Fresh. So it is my interview with celebrity fashion designer Fresh who makes Henry masks. And if you watched an NBA game, you've definitely seen a Henry mask. LeBron James, a lot of players, a lot of high profile players are wearing Henry masks uh, fresh was homeless a couple of years ago and now is running a multi-million dollar company companies not only making masks but designing fashion for people like Dwayne wade and if, if you just go to his instagram he is i mean he's just on a massive role but his story and his personality are just really captivating and and we I feel like we just really got into sort of this sort of synchronous type of discussion. It was it was less of an interview and just more of a conversation. And it's one that I still think about today. It's a, it really had an impact on me. It was really fascinating. It is no surprise that it is the top episode of the year. It is a personal favorite of mine. I hope if you're listening to this, go back and listen to that episode. I think you will enjoy it. It, it, it has almost everything. It, it, it should be a movie. I mean, if they're not writing a screenplay, you know, that needs to be a screenplay. It is absolutely, doesn't sound real. It just doesn't sound real. Fresh himself is just such an interesting person. But what he's been through in life, I mean, it's got to be a movie at this point. So really fascinating. Top episode of 20, what year are we in? 2021. So that's the first one. So the second one, I think is a little bit, more difficult to guess think you're thinking back you're probably going through some interviews going through some some guests that we've had and you're thinking thinking what happened well i'm going to go back and 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 when i say top episodes let me just clarify this is a number of downloads total downloads and obviously this is going to skew toward episodes that are early in the year earlier in the year because well they've had more time to accumulate downloads right so episode goes out there's a spike of all of you who are subscribed to the podcast so thank you very much for that and then as people join the podcast over time you know they they discover the podcast they might jump into a specific episode they might find one episode and then and then jump in so those episodes can kind of you know get second win and third win over time so so but episodes that have been out longer obviously going to have more time to be discovered and listened to so there's a little bit of a skewing toward the beginning of the year. But this one is like that from the earlier in the year. This is the how NFTs will change travel. That was the, the main topic of the episode. There are a couple of others. But NFTs and travel and NFTs in general have been a massive, massive topic when it comes to tech. And controversial one at that. So we break down NFTs. And the episode after that, which is also very popular, is the environmental impact of it. NFTs talk about just the, the the sort of the insane amount of computing power it takes to create NFTs, and there are some very interesting things happening in the in the chip world, in the um, processor world, which is going to make mining mining crypto is going to really change. And as someone who's now sitting on an M one, not sitting on it, using one. If I were sitting on it, I would break it, but uh, Yeah, someone is using an M1 chip and who's heard about different types of stacking techniques they're using for transistors, possibly an upcoming M2 and other Intel chips that are in the pipeline. There are going to be some pretty massive leaps in computing power over the next, really over the next two years, I think. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when it comes to mining crypto, how that's going to affect, you know, the price now that we can mine crypto faster, now that we can do it much more inexpensively for both cost wise and, and, and energy wise so that is the second top episode now the third one third one we're going we're going back to interview so i wonder if you can guess who this is it is my interview with howard scott now howard scott is who someone who retired at the age of 49 he is a lawyer who is sailing around the world and he's written a book sort of a, a, it's a fiction book kind of outlining it's it's sort of a a, like a, a almost like a murder mystery type of book and i mean look this guy has some incredible just amazing stories like when you travel around the world on a boat i mean you're gonna have some pretty impressive stories you're gonna meet some pretty impressive people and he's for all i know he's listening to this on a boat right now and it it's just a fascinating story again, it's just one of those like things that should be a screenplay, and I think he did talk about it becoming potentially a screenplay, either his life or the book, something along those lines. it was really interesting, and it was one of those that uh you know his publicists had reached out, and I get a lot of offers from you know publicists people who are coming out with books and shows and all this stuff and who who wanna be on the podcast. And we've got to pick and choose, you know, who who's gonna be on the podcast, what's gonna fit, you know, working with different, you know, publicists and trying to figure out, you know, what are people promoting and 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 you know if they really wanna have a discussion and you know, if if what they're looking for. There are all these things that kind of go into having a, a guest on the podcast that happened, you know, before we record, if we record at all. And when when it's someone coming out with a new book, you know, it it can be difficult to sort of figure out what the person, what the author is like behind the book. But this story really got to me. It was just sort of just his story on his website, just kind of, you know, looking up Howard's background. It was really fascinating. And I was like, you know, I think this is going to be a good one. And luckily i was correct it was it was a great great episode the third most popular episode of the year I'm really glad to have uh scott howard scott on the podcast it's probably sailing around although it's i think he takes off in the i think he i think it's wait is it hurricane season no it's not so yeah he's he's sailing around probably out in the who knows where you know but out out sailing so that was a really interesting one again another one to sort of catch up on it and then jump back the nice thing about the podcast you can jump around these episodes all you want and there might be a video version of the podcast coming out soon so you might be able to find you can already find clips on youtube i do put out some clips on youtube but i think there's going to be more of a video component coming up in the second half of the third season and if we're looking back at the podcast before we get into some of my favorite trips and tech of the year to round this one out we look back at the podcast a couple of changes one is that we are doing sort of breaking up po- the podcast into seasons which isn't really much of a change other than calling it seasons in a sense so there's a hiatus every summer so the the, the podcast season starts from like sep- au- late august september basically goes until about may early june and then we take a couple of months off and then we come back um and then kick things off that's I explained why we go on hiatus in an episode. You can find that basically to describe the, the hiatus. And then when I was doing that, I realized, well, if we're taking the hiatus, kind of like a TV show every year, kind of like seasons. And I kind of like the idea of having seasons. And when you have seasons, you have a beginning, a middle and an end, both for the season and for the series. So just teasing a couple of things that I might have in mind for the future, but That was something that that changed. We had a couple of bonus episodes, which was great, which I had been doing before, but we kicked off this year with just episode week after week after week. It was really fun. It was just really fun to line up so many great guests earlier in the year, so many great topics. There's a lot to talk about, and there is still a lot to talk about. And right after this, I'm going to tell you my favorite trips because I did get to travel, and we're going to look back at the year and... All right. So speaking about trips, you know, it's it's been a pretty slow year for travel. I got to admit, you know, not a lot of places that you can go. There's a pandemic happening. There were a couple. As soon as I got the opportunity, I did get to go and I got to shoot some of my favorite videos that I made in a while. And that's probably because I haven't traveled. But I got to go to places, one very new place that was interesting, both because it was new and just for the place itself. And then another place I, I revisited. Spoiler alert, probably not surprising, that's Pakistan. So if we're talking about the top three trip moments, you know the top three travel moments for me personally that I've had th- through this year, I gotta I gotta say two of those are in Lahore. I gotta say in Pakistan the first time I had gone, Lahore wasn't my favorite city. It was the most interesting one, but it wasn't my favorite city. I had been to Islamabad, a couple of places around there. Lahore and then Karachi the first time Lahore I didn't really get to dive in as much as I wanted to this second time I really ran into just one of the most it was just one of the most fortunate encounters I've had in travel so I I think I explained this on a previous episode but there's Karim which is basically the local Uber actually it is owned by Uber now they bought them so you know I was just using that to get around I was looking for this place to find this very you know, special local dessert. And I get in the car and, you know, I go to one place, two places, then I get into another car just to, you know, as I'm bouncing around the city and filming and I get in, the guy's like, oh, why did you want to go here? I was like, well, to, you know, check out this dessert. He's like, okay. So we go there, it's closed. And he's like, you know, this isn't the real one. As actually in Google maps, there's a couple of places, people name places the same place, but it's not the actual one. I can take you to the real one. And I was like, I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, you never know if it's like some kind of scam. Like he's just gonna take me to some other place, some other shop. And I was like, all right, I'll go with it. Anyway, this driver Sayer, turned out to be the most amazing driver and local guide, and really put together so much of my trip to Lahore. He really changed what I was able to do in the city. And one thing, which is one of my most, I think probably my mem- most memorable, definitely my most memorable travel day of the year but one of my most memorable videos and one of the funnest things I've ever filmed which is what do can Pakistanis say one nice thing about India so that was something that I had wanted to work on since my first trip and I had tried to do this virtually a couple of times it was difficult to coordinate so it worked out better to actually go there and try to film this now throughout my time in Pakistan you know people come up to me we talk on camera, we, we, we you know, whatever I'm doing, if I'm eating, and there's a lot of that in the videos, but trying to incorporate this, okay, hey, can you say one nice thing about India, I realized was something that needed to be like a separate video on its own, because just getting a couple of comments here and there throughout the trip was really difficult, and I wasn't, I was worried that I wasn't be able to get all the people. Anyway, he had a great idea. He said, you know, if you got already a couple of, you know, interviews, why don't you go to a university? Got a lot of people there. Got a lot of young people. Got a lot of people who are going to want to talk on camera. That turned out to be one of the just uh, best experiences I've ever had. I met so, so many great people. So I made so many friends that day. And the nice thing is everybody had something nice to say about India. I was really surprised. Lahore is a, a town that is on the border, you know, close to the border with India. I thought people would be very hostile to the question and they weren't. And I got to be honest, I, I know there's a lot of differences. You know, the reality on the ground is different. And I was like, all right, well, I was just surprised that people could even say one nice thing. It gave me hope, made me optimistic. It was just kind of nice to hear what people thought. and It was really nice to hear what younger people thought as well. because It gives you kind of hope for the future. I think probably my favorite travel day. It was just really nice to meet so many people just beside the, the filming part. Just, I just sat and had lunch with people. We talked about all, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Great travel day. A lot of that, I almost wish I had recorded the sort of behind the scenes of that day, which I didn't get to do, but you get to hear about it now. So I got to say that's my probably my top memorable uh, travel moment of the year. But my second one is one that you might not expect. It ended up being my favorite meal in all of Alaska, which is not like Pakistan at all because it is cold. Um, it is sparsely populated, but it was in Fairbanks. It was my very last, not my last meal. Okay, it was my last meal in Fairbanks. It was like right at the very end of my trip to Alaska. I had been to Anchorage and Seward and Denali. and had all, just Alaska was just a great, great time. Uh, for a lot of reasons a lot of videos I've made about that you can check those out but this was at a place called the chowder house it is a famous spoiler alert place where you can get chowder in Fairbanks and it's really popular it's very simple on the inside but they have these great fish crab sandwiches and lots of different types of chowder clam chowder salmon chowder halibut chowder mixed chowder I don't know what it is about this meal it's not very spectacular. It it maybe it was cuz it was snowing and it was September. It was a one month early snow, which is odd for that time of the year. Maybe it was just the cold, the snow. It was the last day of the trip. The food was really good. It's just really simple food done really well, which I really like, which is kind of my ideal for for food. I don't know why. I love chowder house. I was disappointed that I discovered that right before I drove out of Fairbanks to return to Anchorage in a snowstorm, which was another adventure on its own. I was really, really sad that that was my last uh, meal because I would have eaten there probably at every meal I could have. So another memorable sort of travel moment for the year. And then I got to say my third one is again, really going back to Lahore has got to be spicy chickpea breakfast it's got to be having chanai which is like you guessed it spicy chickpeas made in a massive 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 vat like huge vat cooked chickpeas really small and flavorful chickpeas with a lot of vegetable or canola oil we couldn't really figure out it was one of those two and this is again my driver took me there i said where do you eat breakfast i want to try this this uh, local dish it is very Lahori dish. It is very local to the place. It is spicy chickpeas. And I said, Where do you get breakfast? Like, where is your favorite place? And he took me there. And I met a whole bunch of people. All the cooks, all the, the staff were really nice. I met a guy who was Pakistani but had lived in Istanbul. It, we were chatting about Istanbul. It was just like just such a great time. And people were so hospitable and warm, and just nice, and the food was absolutely excellent, spicy chickpeas, you know, I could eat that in the morning, it's it, it's weird, but the chickpea just had some kind of, they were just so flavorful, they tasted way better than other chickpeas that I've had, chickpeas are kind of bland, right, on their own, but they were really small little chickpeas, it's like, maybe that's it, I don't know wasn't my typical breakfast, but I I could incorporate that. It's a very heavy meal, though. You can see why people eat that in the breakfast to get going. It's a very working class food there. One of my favorite things to film, one of my favorite things to eat. I actually ate, I think, a plate and a half of it. I was so full for for that entire day. And then I just kept eating because, you know, that's that's what you got to do. Another favorite travel sort of moment from the past year. So hopefully you enjoyed those. You got to see those. And I'm already coming up. What I do at the end of every year is to plan my rough schedule of where I'm going to go in the upcoming year. Now, I was thinking, you know, the pandemic has kind of slowed down and now we go Omicron, whatever. But I'm going to try to take a couple of trips in the next month. We might be recording this from afar the next time. But let's round this one out. I'll tease that. I'll tease the upcoming travels for the rest of the year. But let's round this one out with some of my favorite tech of the past year. I made a list. I made a list of th- my three most favorite pieces of tech, personally, over the last year. These aren't, you know, the things that are the best tech or the things I use the most. You might be thinking it's the M1 Mac. It's not. Although The M1 Mac is great. It's, it's not my favorite. I got to say my number one piece of tech this year has got to be the Sony A7C. That's something that I switched over cameras and lenses. I started using the Sony a7C with the Tamron 17 to 28 millimeter wide angle lens. And the sharpness and the quality of the lens, the bokeh, which is that background blur that you get, sort of that cinematic effect. The things I've been able to film and shoot with this camera over the last year have just really changed what's possible for me and what's possible to, to create and show all of you. Definitely a game changer for me. And I love it. I, I, I'm now fully in the full frame world and fully in the Sony camp. I think Sony's have, I was a Panasonic guy for many, many years and I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the Sony camp. The customizability you can do with the buttons on the back is absolutely great. It's so useful. Like you can change what all the buttons do, which is really handy because everybody does you know they, they they want their settings in different places everybody does it differently you might be right-handed or left-handed you might use one setting more often than not i tend to film myself a lot more so i tend to you know have the camera you know being held with one hand and if i want to get to the the menu wheel i can just do that without looking which is great so i can set everything up tactile the buttons are both clicky the buttons both have sort of texture on them so you can tell what button is what without having to look at it. Excellent camera and excellent lens. I got to say, Tamron lenses have really surprised me. And, you know, it's it's, it's it's been a real game changer for me. So I got to say my favorite piece of tech personally is the Sony a7C of this year. I'm really excited to see what Sony comes up with in this compact full frame camera. This is the smallest full frame camera that's available on the market now. It's missing a couple of features that I'd really like to have from bigger cameras. And as soon as they come out with another one, I probably will jump to that. Great camera. Highly recommended if you're looking for something in a relatively, you know, not too terribly expensive if you're looking for a DSLR camera with incredible video capabilities. Second favorite is some is a piece of tech that's really grown on me in the past year. That those are the Bose Quiet Comfort. Earbuds, those are the active noise-canceling earbuds. They have the best noise-canceling of any earbud, period. Forget Sony. Sorry, Sony with the earbuds. Apple, forget them. The the Bose, they're not the sleekest. They're not the smallest. They don't have the best battery life. It's about five and a half, six hours. There are earbuds you can get that look better, that last longer, but you cannot find earbuds as of right now and as of this past year. And I don't think really going forward for you know, the foreseeable future, you're not going to find better noise cancelling. And now that we're going to all start traveling again, hopefully we're going to be on planes a lot. We're working from home a lot, so your home might be, you know, very noisy and you might need to concentrate. All of these things, the earbuds, the Bose QuietComfort can just you hit a button and you can turn up the noise cancelling to level 10 and it is like you are in a quiet library. It is absolutely quiet with no music playing. With music or podcast playing, you can't hear anything from the outside. Now, you can set the noise canceling to various levels. They have 10 different levels, 10, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, all the way down to 1. I usually have it set to like ten, five, and 0. So you can just tap them and go to like a level 5 or you can go to a hear-through mode. So if you're like, you know, at an airport and there's a gate announcement, you can just double tap, you're in hear-through mode. It will allow outside sounds, especially dialogue, to come through the earbuds and you can hear them absolutely great piece of tech. I really didn't like these earbuds because of the physical form factor of the case and the earbuds themselves earlier in the year when I first did my review. But having tried out every other noise canceling earbud you could possibly imagine at the Bose, just, just so good. It's just so nice to be able to listen to such high quality music and be able to shut out the outside world, especially when you're traveling. Now, third one, third piece of tech, last thing. We talk about in this episode of the year, it's a piece of tech that I'm reviewing. I've been reviewing it for the last six weeks. It's a pretty long review. I'm comparing it to other other products in the same lineup. And, you know, we talked about movement a lot. We talked about anthropology a lot. We talked about Dr. Lieberman. It is a fitness tracker. Now, this is the Garmin Venue 2S. It is a round faced fitness tracker, smartwatch absolutely incredible it monitors your sleep gives you a fitness age based on your vo max and your weight and how active you are also gives you alerts to you know to move when you move and it calculates you know when you should move based on your body rhythms so it's running an algorithm with which calculates your body battery which is the amount of energy you have in your body calculates based on your breathing rate your respiration rate and your heart rate when you should move throughout the day and it will you know might be every 45 minutes might be 55 might be a little bit longer or less when you should stretch all those things and I gotta say as someone who is pretty active I mean I'm I I work out almost every day in some capacity Uh, this thing has really changed pushed my workouts pushed my runs pushed my lifting routine pushed how much I, I get up throughout the day which is something I'm not always the best at, especially when I'm editing. When I'm editing a video, I just like to sit in like huge chunks of time, hours at a time, and just get the edit done, especially when I have it fresh in my mind. I don't like to take breaks, but this thing has really changed how I think about movement, which I've been thinking about since I talked to Dr. Lieberman, which you might be thinking about if you go back and listen to that podcast. Anyway, I'm going to be doing a full fitness smartwatch review and comparison of not only this Garmin, but a lot of them. So got a ton of watches here, ton of videos to come up with. But now at the end of this episode, I'm going to get back to writing this M1 script. Hopefully that video will be out in a couple of days by the time you're listening to this. If you want to sneak peek into the latest Apple tech, if you're thinking about getting this laptop or you're wondering if you got the right laptop, if you all of that stuff covered in the video, hopefully you will enjoy that. Hopefully you will enjoy the next couple of weeks without me even more and when we get back to things you will join us again thanks very much for listening to this episode of the podcast i really appreciate your support throughout this year the podcast has grown exponentially like way beyond what i thought was possible really honestly and it's all been because of you because of your your support listening your comments your feedback all that stuff has really been wonderful and I, I look forward to what's coming up in the in the upcoming year hey look we've been doing this with very little travel very little travel and a pandemic and honestly i i can't wait till you know the world opens up again because there's going to be a lot it's just going to add It's just going to add to the podcast and everything that we're able to do so thank you very 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 much thank you for your five star ratings wherever you're listening to podcasts have a great rest of the year have a happy new year and i will talk to you in the next episode